all right you guys welcome back to afro thoughts where everything gets personal let's get to it yo welcome back welcome back this week to the first real episode of afro thoughts where everything is personal (laughs) i look i kind of like saying that i kind of like saying it but um y'all i don't know how long um this is going to be the title of this podcast or if that's going to be the same little intro has starts off with the music honestly because um only reason why the name came about is because i have an afro and this is purely my thoughts so i'll say afro thoughts but if my afro get too big i'm going to do something with it so i won't no longer have an afro well i guess it could stay i mean i am black and me having an afro you know kind of comes and goes and waves um (laughs) So I guess I could just keep it there. But I it, it been plenty of times I was thinking about other names like this random chick podcast or whatever or Afro Diaries or whatever. Because I do feel like personally this would be kind of like a mini diary for me. But I don't know. We're gonna we're we're going to see about that. But I don't know why I'm so excited and hyped for us to be also talking about such a serious topic today. And overall that is what we're talking about is mental health. And how important that is. Um, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you know how important mental health is. I mean, that's like a trending topic nowadays with this new generation of us, you know, us millennials and Gen Z. We care about mental health. We'll literally leave a job if somebody is stressing us out. So, yeah. But to also dig deeper into mental health, I'm really going to get into health anxiety. We're going to talk about mental health in general, but... like health anxiety is the thing I've been personally dealing with and that's something I developed uh since the year started and it's just been real stressful for me like I feel like I've been through a lot in life I've done a lot of hard things but this one right here is definitely hard (laughs) like I don't like I know I'm gonna overcome it like I, I overcome everything but at the same time, like this has been the the biggest struggle I think I've ever had in my life to deal with because now it's something that's like literally fucking with my head. So, yeah, yeah, it just it just been really fucking rough. Um, and just a disclaimer for anybody who has anxiety um, and deal with these things. I just want to let you know before this episode really get, you know, deep into it, that it's not a this this episode is not about how to overcome health anxiety because as I said, um, I recently developed this at the beginning of the year. Uh it's not that far into the year and I'm still dealing with it dealing with it. Um but this is just for me to personally share my struggles, you know, for anybody who is new to dealing with it because I'm I would consider myself fairly new but some people just developed this like probably last month or something like that um so you know that I relate to you you're not alone it's other people out here who deal with health anxiety and just to share you know tips and tricks about how to deal with it but take that with a grain of salt because I'm still learning myself and also just to spread a little bit of awareness when it comes down to health anxiety so yeah that's why I just want to get a little disclaimer that this is not about how to overcome health anxiety because I'm still personally dealing with it myself. But let's uh get into what is health anxiety for people who don't know that's listening to this podcast. Another word for it is called hypochondria. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Hypochondria. That does not sound cute. But anywho, health anxiety is an obsessive and irrational worry about having a serious medical condition. And that's Google's definition. And would I say that that's kind of correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. It is kind of correct. Um, it still doesn't change the fact of what we feel when we go through these things. But to assume that it's the worst of the worst is probably not ideal. And, you know, in other terms, we misunderstand um, bodily, normal bodily sensations as something dangerous. So... Yeah, I mean, like sometimes, you know, you may feel something going on in your body or whatever the case may be. And normal people kind of ignore it or just be like, hey, well, you know, it's probably just this. I wasn't drinking enough water, so I'm probably a little dehydrated or something like that. We probably be like, we got a brain tumor. Like we like, oh, my God, I'm feeling a little dizzy. Like, can you just imagine not drinking enough water? And and I believe that that's kind of normal if you start feeling a little lightheaded, a little dizzy or whatever, because of the fact that, um, Simply because of the fact that you're not drinking enough water. 
And for someone like me, for example, I'll, I'll probably originally start off thinking that like, oh my God, like probably a little dehydrated. Like I didn't drink enough water or whatever. That's going to be my first thought. But for some reason, my mind will drift off and think, but what if it's a brain tumor though? Like really think about it. Like what if it's a brain tumor? Like you didn't drink water yesterday and you was perfectly fine. And now you're not drinking water today. And now all of a sudden you're dying, you know, whatever. Like we just assume the worst. And sometimes do we equally know that it's sometimes irrational? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. But it still don't change the fact that we feel lightheaded, we feel dizzy and stuff like that. And we don't feel okay. So it's not that we just randomly think things. We personally feel these things. And sometimes just even reading something make us start feeling because we all know the mind is powerful. We all know that. So somebody like we read something about somebody's eye twitching. For some reason, our eyes will probably start twitching, too. And then we're going to be like, oh, my goodness. Like it said, when your eye twitch, that means you got an eyeball cancer. And then we gonna automatically think we got an eyeball cancer. But to be honest, our eyes is probably twitching because, I mean, we just read something or we might be a little stressed out about something like. But it still don't change the fact that it's actually happening to us. But we didn't have to think it was eyeball cancer. And that's not even a thing, eyeball cancer. I just said I just said that because, you know, that's the first thing that popped in my head. But, yeah, like that's just a, a very small example of dealing with health anxiety and stuff like that. So. But let's get into a brief story time about how this even started for me in general. But before we get into the actual story about how this started, let's go back in time, back in the day uh, to when I was a kid. Because I feel like mental health and this whole health anxiety goes back to those days, back in the day, you know. Um, let's first off talking about general mental health um, before I start talking about how my health started to play a role later on. Uh I used to live with my auntie, my uncle, and my mom. And for a while, it was all three of us. Then it was just me and my aunt. Then it was me, my aunt, and my mom and sister. And then after that, it was all of us again together in one house. So I did a lot of moving around as a kid. And I was never, like, I could make friends and stuff like that as a kid. But at the same time, I was always moving around a lot. So my friends, it wasn't really stable because, you know, like... I was moving around a lot and that's a lot for a kid when we keep moving around and different types of education and stuff like that because some schools taught better than other schools or you know sometimes the education was just a little bit differently and it was hard for my brain because I felt like I was dumb I didn't know how to do math I didn't know how to do anything in school like pretty much I failed on almost everything except for science and art art is everything I was like art was everything for me like that was kind of like my emotional outlet back then but so I just want to talk about that in general right there about just general mental health that I moved around a lot as a kid. I live with my living in a house with a bunch of people is just not it sometimes as well. And my mom isn't the most positive person on this planet. And I don't expect her to be, but she's not positive really at all. Like she's never been positive about anything. Every time I come to her and talk to her about anything, it's pretty much her being very dismissive about it. Um, Sometimes I come talk to her about my feelings or whatever, and she's on her phone, not really paying attention. I remember even giving her a card as me being a kid, and she was like, I want money. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm a little-ass kid. Like, I ain't got no fucking money. Like, I don't have no money for you. I don't even have a job. But I'm pretty sure she didn't mean that, like, from the bottom of her heart, you know, her heart or whatever. But it was it was still a lot as a kid because I'm thinking in my head, I, like, drew this picture for her. I drew this card and, you know, she don't even like it, you know. And for me, that hurt my feelings because I used to like art back then. I still do like art, but I liked art and she just kind of just threw it to the side. And my auntie was also very dismissive. Um, she did not know how to raise a kid. I can definitely tell you that. She just bought things to keep me in the house. Like, any video game I wanted, anything like that, she just bought it so I can be in the house and not really worry about anything. So, yeah, on that note. Um, everybody was pretty much a little bit dismissive as me being a child and I was the only kid in there. So yeah, I was my mom's first. Um, I'm pretty sure that, um, my auntie trying to raise me and stuff like that on her own a little bit was a little hard for her. Cause I'm pretty sure she never raised a kid and my uncle, well, he's just my uncle. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that played a role into the whole mental health. And sometimes I even came into the house and they will be fighting like my mom and my uncle like I mean boxing like they somebody off the street I'm like dang you know they really getting at it WWE style you know and but as a little kid though like me being grown I'm like oh snap you know drama you know 
like pull out my phone record war star you know but at the same time now as as a kid i was panicking because i don't want my mom get into any drama i don't want mom get into any fights it would it would scare the shit out of me so as me being older now i realize my mom just like drama but back then i was super scared if something was to go down my mom so that is the start but let's get into mental health back in the day i mean not mental health health anxiety back in the day I had bad dental growing up since I was like a little kid to like I was seven years old I was going to the dentist and then for some reason I just stopped going when I was seven and I remember this day like it was yesterday came in the house I mean a cookies and cream Hershey bar and that's how the start of my first cavity came about and I remember me telling my mom like I got a cavity because I ended up biting that tooth that was chipped and it kind of hurt so I went in the house and told my mom I'm like oh it hurt you know whatever and she was like okay she didn't say nothing about it. I didn't say nothing about it no more after that. And I said, okay, you know, finally, um, I don't know if you guys got those lunch forms where you can do dental examinations and stuff like that at school, but my mom filled it out. And then I came back with a paper saying it was urgent. I go to the dentist. She took the paper and just said, okay. I said, all right. After a while, I had a purple tooth. And these is, this is going on throughout the years, by the way. I know I'm summing it up as if it just all happened in one month or something, but this is throughout the years. After a while, I had a purple tooth. And she said, why you didn't tell me you had a purple tooth? And I said, well, I don't know. I didn't think to talk about it. But sometimes that purple tooth will hurt. But since my mom is so dismissive about my health, I guess I just, as a little kid, didn't think to talk to her about it. I didn't think she would necessarily care or if it was a big deal. So, you know, I just kind of left it alone. But when she noticed it, she just asked me why I didn't tell her. And that was, that's that. You know, she still didn't take me to the dentist. So, okay. Then I started getting like large cavities in the back of my mouth. And after a while, those really did start to hurt. And she was saying something about possibly take me to the dentist but she never did I was just like okay whatever you know now I'm in high school right now my gums is bleeding my gums feel like it's shrinking which I did not know it was possible so I literally started google googling gum shrinking bleeding a lot tooth pain cavities all that other stuff everything led up to periodontal disease like you can look at every other issue that's going on on google i ran to google you look up every other issue and it was probably be one or two of those things but the rest of it was all periodontal disease like every symptom that periodontal disease had i had so i was like oh my goodness and it says it's not curable so i was like man oh my goodness so i went and told my mom and uncle i remember it like it was yesterday i told my mom and my uncle and my uncle was like it's a lot of people who've been to the dentist and never got periodontal disease i'm looking like Okay, at the time, it seemed logical to me what he was saying. But now, as me being grown, if they never been to the dentist, how do they know they have periodontal disease? They don't. So that made no sense what he was even saying. And my mom originally came to me and was like, Google is not a dentist. I'm like, all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I probably don't have periodontal disease. But as I got of age and finally went to the dentist, it was definitely indeed periodontal disease. And I had to get five teeth removed and I was woke the whole time and I was screaming and crying. That was literally the most traumatizing thing I think I've ever had to sit through. And all of this started because my mom was very dismissive about my health. And if it was a time where she just couldn't afford, right, couldn't afford to take me to the dentist or the doctor. I wish she just would have said that as a kid instead of making it seem like my issues was no big deal and that it wasn't important. Because at least maybe as an adult, at least I would understand like, okay, we had no money to do these things. We had no money to take care of ourselves, you know, or whatever. But I would have understood, you know, and now being, being grown, I just make it look like she just wasn't taking care of me. And even if she did admit this, me being grown, it's like it still didn't change the way I feel as a kid. But I mean, the only thing I could do is forgive her. I remember one time also choking on some candy. Now I was able to talk and still breathe, but I swallowed the candy while I was laying down on my back. And I was sucking on it. And it literally was stuck in my throat. I felt it in my throat. After a while, of course, I threw up and everything like that. But it was once again a moment when she dismissed it. And she was just like, you're fine. It just went down or whatever the case may be. And eventually I threw up. So, but the fact that she told me I was fine when I 100% indeed knew I was not fine. <laughs> like, But like I said, eventually all that crying and stuff and me panicking, I threw up. So, Yeah. It's just been too many times she's just been very dismissive. And it made me be, in general, when I got older, very dismissive about my own health. It made me think that I was overreacting. Even though I was 
completely right about the periodontal disease. And to be honest, all of that could have been avoided if she just would have kept taking me to the dentist regularly. And I wouldn't have such a big issue now while I'm now dealing with this every single day, sometimes feeling pain and my teeth not being perfect and me feeling all insecure about it and stuff like that. I wouldn't be dealing with all of this today if she would have just took me to the dentist and did regular checkups. Because now if I was to get dental, I can't, I can't even get regular dental health. I have to go to a specialist now and that's going to cost more money. So that's just a, a small example of things that went down as me being a little kid and dealing with my health. All right. So now let's get into the real story, right? I'm going to give you a sum up of what happened each month because every month was something different. January was okay. Um, but at the same time, I found out that my cousin that I actually grew up with as and she's still around as me being grown, potentially have cervical cancer. She got a screening, potentially her, she has cervical cancer. A week later, I ended up catching COVID and I wasn't vaccinated. So it made me worry a little bit because I saw a lot of people going to the hospital because of COVID. And I just did not want to be one of those people, obviously. But I ended up catching a sore throat. I have a fever a lot, fever and chills at the same time, drowsiness. And I think the worst of the worst was the night sweats that I started to get with COVID. Uh, I mean, I would literally wake up and I'm pretty much soaking the bed because of night sweats. And, you know, it was kind of hard because I was with my friend or whatever the case may be. And sometimes even talking to my mom, like I eventually came home, but my friend had previously had COVID. So he wasn't going to catch COVID because I heard that, well, we all heard that if you had COVID within three months, you're not going to catch it right away if something happens. So he had just got over COVID and I had just caught COVID. I didn't catch it from him. I caught it while I was in California for my birthday in January because, you know, I'm a little Capricorn baby. But unfortunately, I caught COVID while I was in California. Um, so February, I was getting recovering from COVID. I didn't go to the hospital or anything, but I was recovering from COVID. Then I got into a relationship with my boyfriend, you know what I'm saying? Got a relationship, lovey-dovey. And everything was good when we got into that relationship. But March started taking a mental turn for me. Um, found out my cousin died within three days because she had uh, maybe kidney problems and her kidney burst and she died within three days. And that made me panic because I'm like, how did your kidney just burst? Like what happened? Then, um, we found out that my other cousin, that cousin I brought up in January who potentially got cervical cancer officially got cervical cancer. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know what? Like, how the fuck do you just get cervical cancer? Like, what the fuck is that? I've never heard of cervical cancer. So I'm over here Googling, doing extensive research about what is cervical cancer? How do you get cervical cancer? What is that exactly? And I think that's when I started to do a little bit of a turn. That was the first sign of me developing health anxiety was running to Google. Um, so now my mom is freaking out and upset about her having cervical cancer, of course. And she's like, yeah, you got to get checked. And then I talk, call my cousin, ask her how she's doing and stuff like that. She's like, yeah, you got to get checked, you know, because cancer running the family. And, you know, you know, your grandma had lung cancer and stuff like that. I'm panicking now. Um, oh, my goodness. Like, and I found out that, you know, you need a pap smear to find out about cervical cancer. And I realized last time I had a pap smear was when I was 21 or 20 or so. And I'm 26 now. So I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I haven't been to the doctor in a long time. I started to worry. Because now I'm thinking in my head, like, what if I got cervical cancer? And my mom started cracking jokes around that time and started saying, you're a hypochondriac and stuff like that. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. But she was like, just because someone talked to you about having something, you think you got it. And it wasn't that I thought I had cervical cancer just because I heard my cousin had it. I just remembered that I just hadn't been to the doctor in years. And I haven't been checked for a pap smear to see if I have cervical cancer. That exactly is what scared me. Not that I heard her say that she had cervical cancer or whatever the case may be. It's just that I realized from my poor decisions, I might have cervical cancer. That's what made me think about it. But that's when I started to take a turn. Then, right, you guys, I randomly Googled an STD. Now, I know what you're thinking now. Again, she Googled something and now she thinks she got it, right? No, that's not exactly how it worked. I Googled an STD and tried to figure out like what the symptoms were, but then I saw that it was also asymptomatic sometimes. Sometimes you won't know. That was the pusher for my fucking health anxiety starting because I realized I've been with seven men in my whole life in the past three years and I have not been checked. That 
showed me right there that I'm just being a whole hazard out here in these streets. I could have been giving people STDs and I don't even know it. And that scared me because I was like, I don't want to give anybody an STD and I don't want to be responsible. Like, I don't even want to have that in my mind that someone got an STD because of me and they have to keep it for the rest of their life. And knowing I was currently in a relationship with my boyfriend and he talking about spending the rest of his life with me, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to make me his wife, you know what I'm saying? So I was just thinking in my head like, oh my goodness, this man is trying to be my husband. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to be my husband. And I gave this man an STD. But now logically thinking, I could have just said, I have no symptoms of an STD, but it's probably best if I go get checked before I start running to him saying anything. Nope. My anxiety ran to him and said, oh, my God, I got an STD and started crying to him really bad. And he was like, Ari, like we did it before. I didn't smell anything weird. You say you're not itching. You say you ain't got nothing going on. You I, you know, whatever. But I am going to get checked and I'm not going to leave you if you do have an STD. We just need to figure it out to make sure that we are healthy. He was very calming about the situation. But I wasn't and I wasn't calm for the rest of the month because of it. And that was in the middle of March. And I was even crying to my mom. Like, I think I told my mom way too much information, you know, because I was nervous. I told her I've been with seven guys, when and where, how it happened. I'm going into extensive details. And my mom is making it worse playing around. She's like, oh, my God, you've been with seven guys. I haven't even been with that many and all this other stuff. She's cracking jokes. Now, at the time of me having the anxiety as I'm talking to her made me panic. But me being now calm and stuff like that, I know she been, well, I had to know that she'd been with more than seven guys because I know she'd been with two because how my sister get here and how did I get here? So officially I know she'd been with two, but I know she'd been with other guys because I ain't seen her have other boyfriends and stuff like that. But at the time of me having anxiety, I wasn't thinking logically that she's lying to me. She's just trying to make me more scared. But that goes back into my mom being a little dismissive and being like a little, you know, I'm I'm literally crying to her and she's cracking jokes. So that's just an example I was even telling my female friends that I might have an STD or something like that and they was laughing about it because they was like all right if you have no symptoms you should be all right normally your body will tell you something anything by now I'm like man all right y'all all right so I'm laughing about it too at some point or whatever thinking in my head I must be okay but it still was in the back of my mind that I may have an STD I just knew I had to go get checked and fast forward, you guys, I just want to give, you know, let you know this. My boyfriend did go get checked. It's it's April right now. He did go get checked. And for sure, he does not have an STD. And I also had a doctor's appointment two days ago. And I'm also getting checked for an STD as well. So just for that double clarification, I just wanted to make that known that he is clear. So I did not give him an STD. But let's move forward. April this month rolls around, right? Took a physical fucking turn on me, bro. A whole turn. I started experiencing back tightness and back pain in one spot. Now, the back tightness is in my lower back, right-hand side, that little area that's like right below your ribs or whatever. I started feeling tightness right there. And then pain in one spot. Now, I was crying. I'm physically crying to my boyfriend that something is wrong with me. Maybe an organ is growing or something like that. Now, I could have thought logically at the moment and said that I've been slouching. Now, in my head, at first, at first, I started thinking, you know, oh, it's, I slouch a lot. I slouch so much. Everybody knows I slouch. And I've been having a work from home desk job for years. And I also don't have the most comfortable bed in the world. So I could have thought that I was having back problems. But my mind and my body and the anxiety was saying I had an organ growing. Where's my kidneys? Where's my colon and where's my fucking liver? Like, those was the things I instantly started thinking about. My boyfriend Googling stuff. I'm Googling stuff or whatever the case would be. Now, my boyfriend just Googling it just to see if I got any of the symptoms. I'm Googling it trying to find to diagnose myself and be like, this is what I got. This is what it is. But he was telling me that stuff he Googled, none of these match up to any of the symptoms I was having. And I'm thinking in my head, funny. Because I found a lot of shit that's going down with my stuff in my body, you know, or whatever the case may be. So he was telling me it's nothing. I was like, okay, it must, it probably ain't, you know, whatever. I'm telling my friends what I'm going through and they say, Ari, you slouch a lot. They giving logical answers. But I was so busy crying about it that I thought something was really wrong. So my boyfriend paid for me to get a massage. My guy friend said I've been talking about it so much. He even paid for me to get a massage as well. So I had two massages. The back pain left, but the tightness comes and goes, okay? 
Now, fast forward, you guys, it's April 30th. I realized that back tightness typically only comes when I'm feeling anxious about something. So I do want to let you guys know that now. Now I'm thinking more logically about it. And I also did get blood work done on the 28th. So we're going to find out officially if something is really wrong. But I did find out that um, that the back tightness typically comes when I'm feeling more anxious. But let's go back. back in the, Still back in early April. I found out that um, panic attacks was a thing. Because I woke up one night and woke up to a panic attack. I mean, whole body is shaking. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. My heart pounding out my chest. And I mean, pounding fast too. I mean, like roll runner style. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was having a heart attack. And instead of me calling 911, I ended up calling my boyfriend to tell him that I'm having a heart attack. It's three o'clock in the morning, y'all. He answers the phone. He hears me crying. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like... I'm shaking and stuff like that. I think I'm having a heart attack, blah, blah, blah. He said, if you're having a heart attack, you would not be able to do all this. He was like, indeed, you are having a panic attack, though. And he talked me down. And after I calmed down, I was thinking in my head, how the hell do he know that I got uh, it's a panic attack? How do, how do you know that? But then he explained to me sometimes that he would have panic attacks back in the day. Uh, apparently, he has social anxiety or whatever, not to spread too much of his information in his business. Maybe one day we could talk about it. But he has social anxiety before at one point in his life and maybe still do for all I know. But he just know how to control it now. And he told me that that's exactly what a panic attack kind of happens when you have a panic attack. You kind of feel like you're having a heart attack and stuff like that. So I'm like, man. And at that point, it was very hard for me to try to go to sleep. I could not go to sleep alone. I was worried that I'm going to wake up to a panic attack. And after a while, I started worrying about my whole next symptoms that I'm going to get or whatever. I even started looking up TikToks about people who's um, having panic attacks and stuff like that. And I think April, early April is when I found out that this is officially, that things I'm experiencing is officially health anxiety. Because I will overly worry about something that's going on with my body. It wasn't just like, oh, this is just back pain. Like, you know, I just need a massage. No, I'm doing extensive research and I'm going to diagnose myself because Google is my doctor and I'm a doctor as well. So I'm going to diagnose myself. Like, that's exactly what I was thinking. So, yeah, he talked me down from that. After a while, I started experiencing chest tightness. So anytime I started experiencing anything, I would call my friends and ask them, did they feel anything? Like, do they know what that is? My boyfriend kept reassuring me that that's kind of another sign of anxiety. It kind of sometimes make it hard to breathe. Your chest feel a little tight. Some people experience a little bit of pain or whatever. So I start to calm down about it, but it do still frighten me when I see that I'm having a hard time breathing and I got chest tightness. But I'm like, I don't know, like, I I didn't know how to deal with that because I he's telling me to calm down, do breathers and stuff, but that breathing and shit wasn't working. Because I physically feel the tightness. And if I can't breathe, how am I supposed to breathe in and out? You know? But I very much indeed could breathe. It just felt a little tight. Like I can eat, like easily inhale, exhale. It just felt tight. But let's go into like regular anxiety that I was experiencing. Which is um, people laughing at some point. When I finally did come down to the conclusion that I do have health anxiety. And once I did that, I instantly started to think in my head, I need to go talk to somebody. Because I, what I did Google about health anxiety, which once again, I ran to Google, that um, health anxiety can sometimes cause depression. And I was so afraid to get depressed because it was one point in my life where I was really down about me going through a breakup. And I thought that that was some form of depression. But some people experience depression their whole life and things happen to them. They start to feel a little different about life. And I just did not want that to be me. So I want to go seek out somebody to have help. And it worked for a little while getting things off my chest and that person like taking me seriously. And my boyfriend, I do want to let this be known. My boyfriend, every time I didn't went to him about something, he has very much took it seriously. He never once laughed at me or whatever. But he did say like, Ari, like this is a little bit irrational about how the way you're thinking about this right now. But that still don't change the way you feel or change the fact that you really feel in this. And I said, okay, he was the other than every other than a therapist. He was the only person that was taking what I'm feeling very seriously um, compared to someone I see all the time, I would say. 
So um, I did talk to a therapist. I started to feel a little bit better. They gave me tips and tricks about how to calm down the anxiety or whatever the case may be. And like I said, I am going to give tips, but take it with a grain of salt because I'm still learning these things myself. But also to get into regular anxiety, I found that my all like my whole job was about to get laid off. So now I'm not going to have a job soon. This is all still April. And not to mention these people at work that I considered an actual friend and not exactly co-workers. Uh, they was kind of laughing at me a little bit here and there as well about me having this anxiety or whatever. Like, Ari, like, I'm about to take you to the hospital myself, blah, 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 blah. Now, some people was taking me seriously because they was like, Ari, I experienced anxiety as well. Some of them was experiencing anxiety and depression at the same time. I just never knew and it just never seemed like it. And, it, and I was thinking in my head when I found out some of my coworkers experienced anxiety and depression as well, both at the same time. It started to make me think like, wow, it's people in here who's in here looking as happy and jolly as possible. But deep down inside, they really going through it. They really getting probably put through the ringer right now. And we don't even know. They just don't talk about it. That that hit me for some reason. That hit me right there. But I'm like, okay. So some people at work that I consider friends took me seriously. Some people laughed at me. But for some reason, the people that was laughing at me took a more of a they stayed in my mind a little bit more than the people that was actually being there for me. And it hurt my feelings because I consider some of these people my real friends. And when I say some of these people, I'm talking about like I had a group of five friends probably that I considered actual friends. And two of them was probably like laughing at me or not taking it that seriously. Like that I was feeling what I was feeling. So, yeah. And talking about friends and coworkers and stuff. I started going through a couple of different types of breakups, regardless if it was friends or relationships. And now let's talk about how that in general, my health anxiety started to impact my relationships because that even started to take a turn. So now let's uh, now that we talk about the impact of my relationships in a, you know, in that last little segue, you know, whatever the case may be, I was talking about like my coworkers. So let's start off with them. Um, my boy Jordan, um, he I considered him more of a coworker, more of a coworker, but I still consider him a regular friend because sometimes we would text off the hours. He was talking to me about even starting this podcast in general. And I remember me going to his first, uh, well, not his first, but his podcast show or whatever. And he was talking, his first episode that I was listening to was about mental health and how he was going through a lot and stuff like that. And it's crazy because now I'm talking about it as well. And I, I don't recall me listening to the full episode, even though I was there. Right. I think I was like like tuning in and out because I was trying to take pictures of him and stuff like that. But um, I remember me telling him about the anxiety and he told me that, uh, you know, what I was experiencing was normal. He took me very seriously or whatever. He's a very serious guy or whatever. And that made me gain so much more respect for him, I would say, because he don't look like that type of guy that goes through any mental issues or whatever the case or any emotions I would say not even mental issues I mean emotions like very emotional and stuff like that because going through something like anxiety depression or anything because that's very emotional he just don't seem like that kind of guy but I gained so much more respect for him at the time or whatever and some people was making sure that I was okay also while I was working like I remember once I started telling him that I was having anxiety issues and stuff like that I've been working with him for months and he's never once then came up to me and was like, good morning. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. Checking up on me. He started checking up on me a little bit here and there. And maybe it wasn't intentional or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I don't know. But either way, I go, he started saying hey to a lot of people and stuff like that at that point. And I don't know. That made me gain some more respect for him. And if you, Jordan, if you ever listen to this, you know, mad respect for you. Points for you. But um, he made me feel more comfortable at work and made me feel like I'm not alone in this situation. But um, I remember I had another friend or whatever, and no names given, but she, you know, she was there for me a little bit um, in March because I was freaking out a little bit in March. And she was talking to me about women issues and stuff that I just did not know about. But after a while, you can tell that this started to be a problem for her, me talking about this. And I guess I didn't really, and, and mind you, by the way, I'm not going to say anything bad about her because I think now that I'm looking back at it, she is 100% valid for what she feels. And I'm going to explain why that she's 100% valid for what she feels. I'm going to tell you some of the things that she said to me, though. Still don't excuse her hurting my feelings, but I do think she's valid. 
she told me that, you know, and she probably said this in a joking way. I am totally aware that she probably said this in a joking way that I was crazy and that she would take me to the hospital herself or whatever because I keep freaking out so bad. She called me crazy. I think why that affected me so bad because I know the stigma around people who have health, mental health problems or, you know, uh, just depression and all that other stuff in general. Like it's a little stigma that goes on and, and people think that they're really crazy. So I think that started to hurt my feelings because I told her once I was aware that I had health anxiety, I told her that I'm having health anxiety and I'm doing things to get better, but it still didn't calm down a panic and I needed some time to get myself together. But for her to call me crazy, that hurt my feelings. And then when we started having more serious talks about just our friendship in general, because she was new to my life, she told me that it comes off almost attention seeking, like I'm doing this on purpose or whatever. When to be honest, and I know if you listen to me and you never met me before and stuff like that, um, I'm a very funny person and I don't need to seek people because people seek me for laughter and for joy and stuff like that. I don't need to attention seek for anybody. So for her to say I was attention seeking, that was a lot for me because I was just like, I don't have to do all that. It's never been a problem for me to ever make friends. And as I said in the beginning of this podcast, I moved around around a lot as a kid and I had a lot of friends. They just wasn't stable friends because of the fact that I was moving around a lot. So you just learn how to be social and just make friends in any environment that you in. So I never had that problem making friends. I don't have to attention seek anybody. But when she said it, it kind of hurt my feelings because I'm just thinking in my head, like I'm not trying to attention seek. I'm crying randomly at times. I'm feeling physical problems happening to me and I don't know what's wrong with me. And after a while, like this health anxiety takes a fucking mental toll because you don't even know what's real and what's not real. Like you start feeling pain and you don't know if that's a normal bodily sensation or you're really fucking dying. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And, and the only reason why I said that, I'm, she's valid for what she feel because of the fact that if you talked to me two years ago and I saw somebody going through something like that, I would be there for them. But at the same time, I would have thought that they was overreacting too. And it would have been a little bit draining to me to deal with because every day it's a problem with them. And they can't get their mind off the anxiety to the point that I can't even talk about myself and things that I want to talk about and stuff because they're going through their problems and I have to be there for them. So that that's why I said she's valid for what she feel, because not long ago, I probably would have been thinking the same thing. And I can't really trip about it because it's true. It is draining to deal with. And to me, I'm thinking in my head, she's supposed to be a friend. She's supposed to be there for me. That's what friends do. And yeah, maybe she could have. But at the same time, for her to be a new friend in my life and well, she wasn't a friend, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like and like she'd been around for years or whatever, or it was hard for her to let go or anything like that. So I wasn't really tripping. She's one person. Um, you want to always make friends no matter where you go. And I do think that she's valid for how the way she feels. And I get that this was very draining for her to deal with. It was very draining for me to mentally deal with myself. So I don't blame her. Like and plus sometimes somebody talking about their issues so much, especially pertaining to health, it sometimes could even make you think that you're going through something as well if they keep going, you know, talking about it and stuff like that. Um, my boyfriend eventually got really stressed out at some point. We even broke up and it wasn't even because of the health anxiety. It was just a simple fact that I was way more irritable. And sometimes I found myself going off on him for no fucking reason. Like I remember he went to the wrong Denny's and I went the fuck off on him. Like, I was just like, and that's the day we broke up. This was Easter day, y'all. We damn near broke up. And I went off on him because he went to the wrong Denny's or whatever the case may be. And it was time for us to go. Now, I could have just went back to his house or whatever and ate that Denny's. But no, I went off on him because I was thinking in my head, like, it's too early in the morning. You going to the wrong Denny's. Why did you go to that far Denny's when it's a Denny's down the street? Or whatever the case would be. And we was in a hotel. So it was time for us to check out. And I didn't get a chance to eat. Then I started spilling syrup on myself in the car. Because I was trying to eat in the car. So I got even more mad. And not trying to say that my behavior was excusable. Or whatever the case would be. Because it wasn't. I did apologize to him about that and stuff. But you know. That's just an example of like. When I'm going through something. And feeling something mentally. I just get more irritable with everybody. Now other people wasn't really experiencing this issue. Because I don't see them a lot. But my boyfriend is somebody who I see all the time. So he started to get more of the backlash of it, I would say. But 
my best friend, she was there for me a whole lot. Uh, she don't live here. She lives in Chicago or whatever, but she started calling, checking up on me. My friend Bree, she started checking up on me a lot more, seeing how I was feeling or trying to give me logical explanations on why I feel the way I feel. Even her mom, you know, and they was, they was pretty chill. Um, my mom, my mom personally was still very dismissive about it. She don't take it seriously at all. Um, she might tell me to go for a walk every once in a while, but that's it. Other than that, she don't take me seriously. Even I had this appointment and I asked her because I put her number on there. It's like for them to send her the results. And she was like, why they call me? Because I'm scared. I'm scared. So that's just an example right there. You know, once again, my mom being dismissive. And that even confirmed how she was as a kid. Because sometimes we could overthink things when it comes down to our parents. But the fact that she still do it to this day is confirmed <laughs> for me. But, but yeah. So... I'll give a shout out to the people who was there for me when I was feeling some kind of way. Um, even I got a guy friend who put me through the ringer last year. Um, but this year, since I've been going through a lot with my anxiety, he has really stepped up and did a whole 180 and was really there for me a lot compared to everybody else. Um, I would say him and my boyfriend. My boyfriend been there mentally. And this other guy, he'd been there for me and stuff like that. He helped me get out the house from being my mom. Uh, he let me spend a night and stuff like that um, just to get away in general. So, yeah. So shout out to everybody who was really there for me. Some relationships grew stronger because of it. And obviously some relationships ended. And that's perfectly okay because I'm just going through a hard time in my life. And I have to remember and remind myself that this is just a chapter. This is not going to be the rest of my life. But let's get into small tips about how to cope, right? Cope with this whole health anxiety. And remember, keep in mind, take it with a grain of salt because I'm still learning things myself. Okay. Just letting you know. One thing I'm going to say, um, starting off, and I said before, and um, when I said it had this impact in my relationships and how my friends would call me and try to think of logical reasons on why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing, um, I'm going to stick with that one first. Try to think logically. <laughs> um, if you've been doing something, if you hit your back and your back started hurting, don't assume it's a kidney or anything like that. Um, assume that you hit your back. You know, this is an example of logical thinking, you know, instead of thinking it's an organ. I never hit my back, by the way. I'm just using an example. But try to think logic. Try to change your way of thinking when you going through something. Like, why Why exactly am I going through this exactly? So try to think about it like that and and go from there um, and, and do breathing exercise. Now, breathing does not always work. I'm going to tell you that today. Breathing does not always work. So, but you can try breathing and trying to think logically and maybe you might calm down. Okay. Um, stop Googling. Stop that. Don't Google because sometimes Google will give you like, you know, like say it's cancer or whatever, because most people search up cancer or something like that. But then it's also little diseases and health problems or whatever that Google don't pop up and you've never seen them on Google or whatever. You don't even know what it is, but that don't mean it's fatal. That do not mean it's fatal. So you don't have to assume that or whatever. You might go to the doctor and they might say that you got something that's not fatal or not dangerous at all. They just need to give you a pill so you'll be all right, you know, or whatever. Sometimes it's nothing at all. You just experience some regular bodily sensations. So, you know, just stop Googling. And I didn't write this on my list or whatever the case may be, but don't join any health anxiety groups on Facebook because joining health anxiety groups on Facebook is triggering. Um, even recently I went on there and saw that somebody had kidney cancer and got a pancreas removed. And for some reason I'm thinking in my head, how do you catch kidney cancer? Like, what is that? And for some reason I started to even panic about that. Cause I'm like, you know, as a kid, I never really drunk that much water. Even as a teen, I didn't really drink that much water or anything like that. So I'm thinking in my head, like, Oh my goodness, what if I got kidney cancer or whatever the case may be. Now, sometimes you do find friends on those groups and stuff like that. And I did find some and I personally just talk to them now. And sometimes it can be helpful, but it, most times, and I'm going to say 90% of the times, it is very triggering because everybody's just posting up their symptoms. Some people read those symptoms and now they're experiencing something that they're reading. So if I can say don't join a health anxiety group, don't. Now, maybe if you don't have that much support at home, like, you know, or with friends or whatever the case may be, maybe because you might find some little friends on there that can agree with some of the stuff you you going through and maybe can even reassure you about some of your problems. But mm, I just wouldn't recommend it, you know, 
and um, try going for walks. I'm going to say that too. Try going for some walks. Walks sometimes helping to get my mind off things sometimes because I'm now focusing on the the world around me and hearing all the animals and stuff like that and making sure that I'm not going to die like a car going to hit me or something like that. So going for walks sometimes help, especially if you go with a friend, because if that friend is making you laugh and giggle and hee-haw all the day and every day and stuff like that, you, you might forget. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is get excited about a new activity or hobby. I was so thirsty to start this podcast and stuff like that. I realized as I was working on this podcast that I didn't really feel any symptoms or issues. And sometimes when I'm out hanging out with my friends and we going out to eat and doing little things and stuff like that. I wouldn't feel any of my symptoms. Like all my symptoms would literally go away at that point. And I'm like, I do find that funny that every time I'm doing something, the symptoms would literally go away. And I'm like, okay, so now I know that that's my health anxiety, Dan, if if that's the case. Uh, Get out and experience life. Um, That kind of rolls into what I was just talking about anyways, about going out with your friends, having fun, stuff like that. Don't lay in bed and dwell on your issues and stuff like that because it's really gonna stick with you then try to get out and go do something fun uh also before you start running to the hospital or go, uh, or telling your friends about anything try to wait two to three days um before telling anybody what you're going through and I say this because of the fact that sometimes it'll go away the symptom will go away within 15 20 minutes maybe it take a whole day to go away exactly so, but sometimes it'll go away pretty fast and you know, now you didn't told everybody you going through this and now it's gone. Now you looking crazy. So just keep that part to yourself. Wait, wait at least two or three days, maybe. You know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with that. Wait two to three days before you start telling anybody anything. So, and just to sum up what I'm talking about here, um, try to think logically, go for some walks, stop Googling, try to get excited about a new activity or hobby. Go experience life. Do not be a bum in the house and wait two to three days before you start telling anybody what's going on. And don't join any health anxiety groups. Don't. Okay? Don't do it to yourself. Don't even Google or Reddit either, by the way, or TikTok. Because I used to run TikTok. And to be honest, I still kind of run to Reddit a little bit, at least. But I'm I'm slowing down on that because now it's not as triggering anymore. But it was at first. So Let's let's not do those things, okay? And you know, overall, this is it begins to the end of the episode, and I do want to let you guys know, like, you know, I hope that me talking about my problems or whatever the case may be helps someone else or help them realize, like, okay, yeah, I'm going through that too, or whatever. I hope you don't feel alone. And um, for other people who don't know what health anxiety is, I hope you learned a lot about what health anxiety is in general, so you'll know how to, I guess, talk to your friends about it. Or talk to anybody about how to deal with it or whatever the case may be so yeah overall i hope that you learned something from it <clears throat> wow y'all had to clear my throat because i've been talking for so long look you know I think me looking at this it probably been about almost a whole hour i've been going through this podcast right now <laughs> but yeah i hope i hope that you guys really did learn something or whatever because going through health anxiety is is a lot okay because it can impact your relationships it impacts the way you feel um and dealing with health anxiety in general it's like you start to feel things just by even reading the mind is way too powerful you start feeling things just by reading it or you know sometimes you might wake up and you know it's just a regular bodily sensation and you think that something is wrong with you or whatever the case may be but it's so hard to deal with because you don't know what's real and what's not you don't know if that's your mind and regular sensations or you don't know if something is really wrong with you should I go to the hospital? And a lot of people who got severe health anxiety, temp, temp, like temp, uh, I said, I'm about to say temporarily, typically goes to the hospital. They, they run to the doctor all the time and stuff like that. And that's not healthy. That's, that's not healthy. Just living at the doctor's and ain't nothing wrong with you or whatever the case may be. Like, I don't even like going to the doctor. And I just went just one time out of all these years or whatever. And even I was panicking just even sitting there waiting. Like, I couldn't even, that made my anxiety even worse, just sitting there. So, you know, before you do anything, just try to really think about what you're going through and try to figure out if it's something serious or not. Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's so hard to deal with. And don't try to be like, you're fine, you're fine. Because very much we're not okay. Mentally, we're not okay, and our bodily, I, I said our bodily, our body doesn't feel okay either. 
So just because it, it might be something irrational that we're thinking, that does not mean we're not physically actually feeling the symptom. Like if, if I'm cold, I could assume like, oh my God, I got the chills. I got a, I'm sick. I got a fever and I'm dying or whatever. Now, maybe that is a little irrational. Maybe I'm not dying, but I still very much feel cold or I feel a pain in my, in my lower rib or something like that. I still feel that pain in my lower rib. Now, maybe I am assuming the worst of the worst, but I still really feel that pain in my rib. So before you tell somebody that they're okay and stuff like that, really think about it or whatever. And when I say think about it, I just mean like consider your friend's feelings. You know, don't just be like a UI, you know, whatever. Let them know that they're totally valid for what they feel and stuff like that. Let's try to figure out the cause of this or just lay down and relax. Let's see how you feel when you wake up in the morning. And this is why I kind of love my best friend, because one day when I was younger, I did actually catch a yeast infection and I was so young, you know, like I wasn't so young. I was in high school and I didn't know what that what was going on with me. I remember me crying about it. I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what's wrong with me. She told me to lay down, calm down. And she's just in high school. She was very mature for her age. She's laid down, calm down and, um, you know, see how you feel in the morning. When I woke up in the morning, I was feeling worse. And that's when I realized I need to go to the doctor because I wasn't even freaking out no more when she told me to calm down. I ran to the doctor very much indeed, found out it was a yeast infection or whatever. But the fact that my best friend was able to calm me down and tell me to wait, she didn't say I wasn't valid for the way I feel. She didn't, she didn't make me feel like I was dumb, gaslight me, nothing. She just said, rest and figure it out tomorrow morning. I was like, all right. So that is pretty much all I have for you guys today. So knowing that we reached the end of this, I just want to let you guys know, like, I hope you got something from this. I hope you learned something from it or whatever. And to anybody who's experiencing health anxiety, I want you to know that you're not alone. Somebody out there is experiencing some of the same stuff you're going through. And, um, and yeah, just make sure you guys protect your mental health and things that you go through in life because you don't want to be in a situation where you're going through anxiety. And to be honest, this whole health anxiety stuff has woken me up to, for me to care about my health a little bit more. I wouldn't say it's the worst thing in the world. Like it is an upside to me dealing with this to care about my health. Um, but I'm just trying to get myself together about um, like dealing with it in general and not trying to think the extreme. So but before you guys go, what I am going to say is, you know, go ahead and subscribe or follow wherever you are listening to this podcast. So you can be able to follow me through this journey called life and, you know, listen to other things I'm going through. This is a very long podcast. Um, I didn't expect it to be this long. Uh, I tried to I wanted to keep my podcast at least 30 minutes, 40 minutes and below. But this has went on a little longer and it's pretty understandable because this is the biggest thing I think I've ever happened. Like I ever had happened to me in my life. Um, so follow this um, podcast wherever you are at listening to this. And uh, I hope to see you guys next week on this life with me, this journey with me going through this life stuff. I can't even get it out going through this life stuff. So just go ahead and subscribe. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week on another episode so thanks for listening and i hope to get back with you guys soon never slow up no i don't take shit. i got no love for the fakeness if you want to play tough and want to hate this i'll always show up